together from Acts. And we're reading this passage because there's a, a reference, a quotation of Psalm 16. This is on the day of Pentecost. It's a part of Peter's sermon. As he explains what people were seeing and hearing when the wind came, they saw flames of fire resting on their heads. It was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And after quoting from the prophet Joel, the apostle Peter continues in verse 22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, this Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption." You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this, that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Notice the quotation of Psalm 16. It's also the text for the message this morning. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, today we know is Remembrance Day and it's a day that we remember and we are reminded of the violence and the hatred of a world that is plunged in sin, suffering the bitter sting of death. And as we commemorate, as we honor soldiers who are serving, who have given their lives for the freedom that we may still enjoy. It's fitting to look at the gospel of Psalm 16. It also fits in the regular series of psalms that we're looking at, but it fits together also with 
the, the day, Remembrance Day. And if you look at Psalm 16, you can see the, the word in the title, a miktam. A miktam. That means an inscription. And it's used in, in Psalms that describe uh, David when he was fleeing and in danger of death. Psalms 56 to 60. All about David fleeing, and, and it always has a reference to a miktam. And the psalm reminds us of the dangers of war. We can imagine a person fleeing the enemies who are, are gathering around him. It also points us to our union, our fellowship with Christ that we may also celebrate in the Lord's Supper. In the journey forward, we have Christ as our head. And it points us to the comfort of the resurrection that is often Red, also when our loved ones are buried in the ground. And I preach to you the gospel under this theme. With God as our refuge, we may have confidence in the midst of death. We'll see that God is our refuge today and also forever. You'll notice that at the very beginning of the psalm, verse 1, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. A refuge is a, a shelter or protection from danger. And to take refuge in the Lord is to find safety and help and security in Him. In practice, this means that we remove our trust in all human solutions that are offered to us and we say to the covenant, Lord, I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from You. That's verse 2. And that adjective, refuge, it tells us that God is able to keep us safe and to protect us. Knowing about the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ, we can be even more confident than David was when the psalm was first penned. And our confidence in the goodness of God is shared with all the saints in the land. You see that when you look at, at verse 3. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The believers who have put their trust in God's promise in the midst of all the hardships of, of, of life and the desolations like we sang in, in Psalm 46. It's the group of believers who have submitted themselves to the yoke of Christ in the church. And there you will find true excellence, true nobility among those who love the sovereign king and who serve him and trust in him. And as God's people then we find delight in the assembly, the congregation of God's people where God is dwelling by his spirit. And Psalm 16 really emphasizes the place of the communion of saints in our lives. You see, in our times of trouble and hardship, as we, we cry out to God to preserve us, we know that he answers our cry through the loving care of the communion of saints. It's when we immerse ourselves in the fellowship of believers that we will avoid the sorrows of those who run after other gods. You see that in verses, verses 4 
and 5, it says, As the sorrows of those who run after another god shall multiply, their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. You see, as David refused to participate in the pagan drink offerings or even to take the names of, of foreign gods or idols on his lips, we also refuse to, to give value or to depend on anything that hinders the gospel of grace in Christ Jesus alone. And we ask the question, what does the world have to offer that is better than the chosen portion and cup that the Lord has prepared for us? That's in verse 5. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. And then it continues in verse 6. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. The Lord has prepared a lot, an inheritance in the glory of heaven. Christ Jesus says, I go there to prepare a, a place for you in the heavens. And what's striking is in these verses, 4 and 5, you'll notice that the present tense is being used. As long as we are in Christ and we call the mighty God our Father today, we can say with the psalm, and we, we sing it together, we have the cup of salvation in our hand. And the borderlines of the lot that God has prepared for us have fallen in pleasant places so that we have a beautiful inheritance. You see, with what confidence we can walk in our lives. Our inheritance is really the Lord himself who gives us counsel for today. He is at the right hand of all who believe in him as a refuge for today so that we know we will never be shaken. And so we're taken into verses 7 and 8. And there you see that taking refuge in the Lord is described in more detail using some poetic parallelism. Verses 7 and 8, there's a parallel. You can see what it means to bless the Lord in verse 7 by looking at verse 8. To bless the Lord is the same as setting the Lord always before you. Means to, to keep the revelation of God always in front of you in the day and in the night. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night also. My heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. He is helping you to keep in step with the Spirit day after day. And, and we see that when we are with him, all our senses are bound and, and captivated by the Lord. We set him always before us. He is all that we see. We, we never need to be alone. We never need to be shaken. And we know more than David did because we know our Lord Jesus Christ is also our advocate before our Father in heaven. Peter pointed to that in his sermon on the day of Pentecost. When we set the Lord before us, when we turn to him, 
we see that we ourselves have access to the throne in heaven through Jesus Christ. And that is a message that gives us confidence today in this life, but also in the hardships when we have to face death. In Psalm 16, the church expresses her faith in the one unchanging truth of God through Christ that is the foundation of all that we are busy with. From the moment of our conception all the way unto our death, there is one foundation, there is one God that we turn to. And our confidence leads us to sing in verses 9 and 10, Therefore my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. The believer knows that the Lord will preserve the life of his servants, not just today, but, but also through death. He does not abandon us to Sheol. That's in verse 10. Sheol, that's the, the not land of mortal danger, the, the grave, the place of separation from God. We can know that we are always delivered from being separated from God. We can never be separated from him. The Lord is always before us. 1 Thessalonians 4, we'll also read that uh, a little later. We, we are reminded we'll never be separated from the love of God. He is our refuge forever. And we're told to encourage one another with these words. And that confession of confidence in Psalm 16 describes the perspective of our Lord Jesus Christ when he believed that there is no good apart from God and he cried out to God in the midst of his suffering. He understood that the psalm was a prophecy of his very own resurrection. And today we may celebrate that God raised Jesus up from the grave and he sent the apostles as witnesses to his victory. We read about that in Acts. David died only with the hope of the continual care of God even after his death. The Lord Jesus conquered the grave and he ensured the reality of what David had promised. We can see it. We, we know that someone spoke to, to, to Jesus who had risen from the dead. And so we know that in Christ we too are raised up to a new life. We have a sure pledge of our very own glorious refuge. So we can sing the, the words of Psalm 16 with, with great confidence. If we have this union with Christ, as we also celebrate it in the sacrament of Lord's Supper, we have union with him today, but also forever, even in his resurrection. God is our refuge forever when our lives or the lives of our loved ones are in mortal danger, or when the day comes to bury them in the ground, we will see very clearly once again what a wonderful blessing it is to understand the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ over death forever. That is what it's all about. 
the Lord is the source of our eternal joy. And when you set the Lord always before you, that means in a very meaningful way. That's what we talk about also as young peoples in our societies and the catechism classes that, that our faith is something real, that he has set before us as someone who we can depend on in real ways. Well, then it will change your life and your sickness and your death. And the people of God can always sing with thankfulness. Verse 11, O Lord, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Though the wars and the persecution and the violence and the suffering that we remember on Remembrance Day continue, the Lord remains a rock and a refuge for all who trust in him, both today and forevermore. Amen. And we'll sing.